Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome everyone to The Distraction here on Fightful.com. I am Jeremy Lambert, joined as always, the slayer of wrestling features, Joel Holbert. Joe, what's going on, buddy? I'm back. The actual slayer of wrestling features is back this week, you know. This is like a debut. Yeah, we've I had saw... Some, we've had some problems. We've had some problems, Jeremy. I'm going to be honest with you, okay? I'm going to pull back the curtain. There were some issues getting the offense running with me involved, but nah... It's starting to flow again. You know what I'm saying? I'm finding my spots on the call. I'm ready, man. I'm back. And the podcast is just already a major success, right? That's what I hear anyway. That's what kids tell me. You've got you've to gotta relearn how to play at a high level every night? Yes. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough because <laughs> I'm running my own team. When you have your own team, you take all the shots. You know, it's just take the toughest defensive assignment. Now I'm in a role. And I'm accepting the role. Ready to win a championship. That's what we're here for, Jeremy. Damn. We're also here to talk about wrestling, apparently. But The, no. Manu, the Manu Ginobili of Fightful. Yeah, that's the generous one. I agree. I like Bellinelli as sort of more reasonable, but we'll no, take Ginobili. No, so. we're we're going Ginobili. You're, you're okay. Ginobili. You see how these features do. <laughs> I saw. Yeah. I, can I can I spoil what one of the features is? You can. Yeah, it's advertising. Man. Let's go. Yeah, it's uh, Oscar and Becky Lynch. That that it comes is. out tomorrow. I believe. Mm-hmm. I think tomorrow or Saturday at eleven. Uh, yes, so it'll be up on the main site. Yes, and we have a shameless feature too. Yes. That's also there. That's all so, as well, but it's I don't a double know. header, man. This is this is big. I mean, I understand a lot of our audience are probably excited. It's Royal Rumble weekend and all this, but like realistically, in twenty years they might go, "Oh, there was a rumble that weekend," but they will definitely say that was when Joe got back involved in the offense. That's what they'll say, won't they, Jeremy? So I'm very excited. Uh, two big features, and if you like them, compliment them on Twitter. If not, never ever tweet me again. Thank you. <laughs> That's the role. That's the role, Jeremy, okay? That's a fair role. I can get behind that role. Yes. It is the Royal Rumble weekend. We're going to talk about the Royal Rumble. For those of you new to the distraction, welcome. It's our third episode. Crushing the numbers. Killed Sean's interviews with Alicia Toots and Stevie Ray. They have nothing on us. Just dominating (laughs) them and the viewership. It's AEW NXT Massacre out there. We're winning the war. We are, <laughs> in, and in a conflict within our own you know, army, that's what we're winning right now. 
Civil War is taking place on Fightful.com. Uh, thank you for everyone for for tuning in, listening, watching. Support us. Mm-hmm. Best way to support us, FightfulSelect.com. You get Joe's features early, I believe. You don't get the distraction early because it's posted literally within hours of us doing it. Yes. Uh, we, we should do a like behind the scenes of all the technical issues we have pre-show. I don't know mm-hmm. if people would want to see that. It'd be but... like the length of like the Irish one, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> one episode would be like <laughs> a whole really series might. onto itself. <laughs> uh, we set five minutes on a clock, discuss the topic, and then we move on. We go over time. It's our podcast. We can do kind of whatever we want. But that is the the gimmick of the show. And because it is Royal Rumble Week, Joe. We're going to discuss mm-hmm. the Royal Rumble. We're going to start with the Men's Royal Rumble. Joe, who do you have winning the Men's Royal Rumble? This match is like the ultimate conflict of the Rumble as a fan. You know, because I am still a fan, Jeremy, as much as people might disagree with that. I am still a fan. And this is one of those occasions where there is a clear winner. I am fine with that winner. I'm actually happy with that winner. However, I'm now beginning to do that game we play. You know, where you convince yourself that, you know, Mojo Rawley's ready for a run and <laughs> all these things start running through your mind. But Roman Reigns is almost certainly winning this match. I am actually training my brain now to just say it's happening. Just I'm cool with it. I like Roman Reigns. But when there's a clear winner, naturally, you kind of look elsewhere. But it's Roman Reigns, right? What are you saying? That's where I'm at. I, I'm at Roman Reigns. I don't know... There's other possibilities. McIntyre, we discussed him last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's there. Kane Velasquez, which I really hope does not happen. I, I don't want a Kane Velasquez thing. Uh, maybe Brian gets into the Rumble after he does the, the match with, with Wyatt. Maybe Wyatt gets in the Rumble after the match with Brian if he somehow loses. The thing is, they've already announced like 24 names on the men's side. Mm. So you're either taking somebody out or you're not leaving many surprises for this thing. But you mentioned to me off air, the the second favorite on the betting odds is none other than CM Punk. What's the possibility yes. of CM Punk winning this thing? There an equal amount of possibility that I turn up and <laughs> and, and win the Royal Rumble. So a high That's shot. That's the truth. Yes, very high, because clearly I'm, you know, the numbers suggest that I'm a big draw right now, Jeremy. So I'd say we're, he does well on backstage, I do well on Fightful.com, that's the way it goes. But um, I think we're drawing think, more viewers than backstage. <laughs> we're not far <laughs> off. Okay, but the Brock thing is uh, very interesting in this match, because it does add an interesting element, and I'm all for finding new stuff for Brock to do. It's been a long time in the exact same position forever and ever, but it actually kind of makes it less exciting to me. Because I have no belief that the Raw winner is going to win this. The Raw um, yeah. challenger is going to win the match. He's clearly, to me, going to eliminate Brock Lesnar, right? Like, I just can't... I don't see, Brock's in first, too. So you know Brock's not going to be in there the whole time. There's just no way. Brock's going to be in there for probably a short burst. And whoever eliminates him is on the road to WrestleMania or they're on the road to Saudi Arabia, which is a long road. And uh, it's Roman, man. I, I know people are going to be upset. Are you upset, Jeremy? I'm not upset. If it's Roman, no. I, no. I'm kind of like you where I've trained my brain to just, all right, it's Roman. If it's him, cool. If it's not, even better. So it's almost like a low yeah. expectations thing to where it, either the expected thing's going to happen and I've accepted it or something unexpected's going to happen and hopefully it's good and that'll be mm. great as well. 
Yeah, I mean, the problem is, is we all agree, you know, everything's subjective, but I think we all agree that Roman belongs, especially on that SmackDown group, he belongs in a major match at Mania, right? Like, that's just the way it is. It's, it's, He's going to keep wrestling Baron Corbin. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the other alternative. Now, that's the one interesting thing. Like, what happens if... Oh, I don't even want to say it, but what... I like Baron Corbin, Jeremy, okay, but what happens if that feud is not finished here? It's not. And Okay, it's not. but... Here's here's my paint by numbers WWE book because here's what they do. Corbin is going to win the Rumble match, the Falls Count Anywhere match at the Rumble. Oh right, I thought you were talking about the yeah yeah. Carry on. Roman Roman is going to to win the Rumble, and then the Mm -hmm. February pay per view Elimination Chamber, maybe even Saudi Arabia. It's going to be the whole put your WrestleMania spot on the line against Corbin. Corbin, he's beaten him a handful of times. Like that's how I think this plays out. That sounds very very like accurate but i will challenge you with a more daring solution that might scare you somewhat okay insert baron corbin in the 2000 big show spot in which he actually wins that match that gets him the shot at wrestlemania and suddenly jeremy we are staring down the barrel of a multi-man match featuring both baron and roman still linked to wrestlemania so roman so oh we could do we could do roman corbin Wyatt yeah. and and let's just throw in the Miz and get a McMahon in every corner and yeah. let's go for it. Um, look, I mean, then I'm my interest level will probably be the same in, in all of these scenarios, and that isn't even a reflection on anyone involved. It's just whoever, whatever baby face you put opposite the fiend at WrestleMania, it's like we all kind of know writing's on the wall, right? Like you know, you slay the monster and everyone cheers or booze, probably booze, but yeah, it's Roman. Yeah, everyone's gonna get mad. We're gonna all hashtag cancel the network and not do it and all that good stuff. Some people do it. I shouldn't say that because you know evidence suggests otherwise. But I won't be cancelling Jeremy when I watch this at one p.m. on Monday. Is that what time it airs over there? No, that's what time I'll be watching. Oh, There's okay. no way. Listen, Jeremy, I'm gonna tell you this now. Okay, we're off. We're off the timer now, right? Yeah. When when fightful.com the tweet came out on my feed. Andrade Humberto Carrillo is on the paper. And I like Humberto. I know that the Fightful, I know there's a lot of stuff going on. But I like him, okay? When that match was added, it was a clear decision. I'm not standing up for this show. Okay, There's like six non-Rumble matches. This is very long. Very, very long. Old Rumbles used to be two hours 40. This this is going to be a marathon, Jeremy. I've watched seven Rumble matches in this time. Every event is a marathon it's, nowadays. It's, tough, it's real tough. Uh, if Sean's listening, he's got to write the Umberto Carrillo article if uh, yes. Umberto wins the U.S. title. That's the. Oh, I'm pro Humberto. Everyone, that, all, <laughs> every person, all two of them what, that read my 205 work will know I'm pro Humberto, but I have limitations, and this is one of them. There's no need for that thing to be on the Royal Rumble, okay? Uh, let's move forward to the, the women's. Is it the women's Royal? Are they just both Royal Rumble matches? They've yes. dropped yeah. the women's. And it's randomly drawn, and luckily all of the women go in one. <laughs> and men, other than Nia last year, who slotted in, it's just randomly drawn. That's what it is. Uh, who do you have winning the the women's Royal Rumble with five whole participants right now? I, I feel super bad. I have no like interest in scoop, take anything. We, it's, to me, it's just is Ronda available? Yes. Okay, she wins the Royal Rumble. No. Okay, Shayna wins it. That's super boring answer. I know, Jim. I'm trying my best here. I have no, I have nothing. I have no. Sasha Banks, like maybe, but I don't know, man. I'm not even sure we're doing the Sasha Bailey thing at WrestleMania. 
I don't even know if that's a thing. I think we might have just, like, imagined it. It's a thing the same way it was a thing, like, last year. Remember everyone? I think yeah. it was last year or two years ago. Like, oh, they're, just, they're holding off. They're going to do Sasha and Bailey at the at Mania. They're going to do it at Mania. Yeah. And then well, in fairness, I was there for that WrestleMania, and the crowd was electric during the uh, Women's Battle Royal. So perhaps it was a paid-off, you know, uh, angle. But I... I just can't see any... And the thing as well is this when you start overthinking, because I don't think they actually care about any of this stuff, but in my mind, I'm locking Roman in as the men's winner, the Raw brand is getting the women's winner. And then I look at the Raw uh, brand and I see no actual, like... I don't think the Charlotte thing's happening, which we'll talk about in a minute. I actually want to talk about Charlotte Flair. It's very interesting. I know that you transcribed an interview. Um, I don't think she's winning it. So to me, it goes Shayna and Ronda. And then there is an outlaw chance... Nia Jax, perhaps. Just, I'm just saying because that match, I could see them doing that personally. You know, I think it's Shayna. Um, that's been my pick pretty much since the, the Survivor Series thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're gonna have to pay that off at, at some time. What What is your theory with with Charlotte? I just, I'm fascinated by this situation they're in, and I'm not blaming them for it. I understand it, but like, she's in like the spot that Ric Flair was in. When the NWO was running wild, and he was like, the, he was he was like cemented, you know, you didn't know what to do with him. You couldn't slide him too far down because then you you take away what makes them special. They have an aura. Charlotte does have an actual aura of a superstar, so you can't take that away with having a go like fifty fifty with Sarah Logan and lose. But you don't really want to keep her in title matches. I feel people are done with that. You're like you're stuck, aren't you, in the middle? And then that brings up topic: what's the WrestleMania match? I mean, I tweeted about this. And someone had a suggestion of a Bianca Belair match. That is an awesome idea as a match. However, you are not. I don't see how you get that on a 15-match WrestleMania card and give it time to succeed. You know, like it's just a really tough spot. Unless she teams up with Natalia again, I don't see where she fits on Mania right now. God. <laughs> we don't. We don't. I don't need, know. I just don't, don't know, Jeremy. Okay, we don't I don't need know. A Charlotte, Natalia. They're oh, aren't they owed a title shot? I. I can't remember. That whole thing was a mess. I could see her teaming up with somebody and then doing it against the, the Kabuki Warriors because they're going to have to, assuming they don't lose the titles before WrestleMania, um, yeah. you know, they're going to have to be on that show. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely going to, that's going to be a multi way. Bliss Cross, Kabuki, uh, probably an NXT team, I'd imagine, and then Charlotte and Friend, I'd assume. The, the four horsewomen from the NXT, Jessamine and, and Marina, they're, they're clearly ready yeah, for that. That's one idea that I won't comment on. <laughs> they're going to get all the four horsewomen on this show because this is the WrestleMania because Ronda's going to come back. She's going to interfere and help Shayna beat Becky at WrestleMania. Okay. You're going to have the horsewomen win the women's tag team titles, Marina and Jessamine, and it's going to be a long build to the horsewomen versus horsewomen match that we've been promised or teased for like three years now. Dude, I've what if that off. actually is? Like, what is that? What if that's the match? I'm, I'm being absolutely sincere, Jim. What if that is the match? What if we do some crazy stuff? What if Lacey wins the SmackDown title? Okay. Asuka wins the Raw title, and next thing you know, there's horsewomen, you know, warfare... And you have, I guess, Asker and Kyrie Sane is the raw of the raw match, From and Lacey Mania? versus um, Dana Brooke is the SmackDown <laughs> match. That's my that's my uh, suggestion. I agree. Good idea, Jeremy. Yes, Lacey and Dana Brooke WrestleMania match. Who's turning that down? I mean, there's there's probably worse options. I, I wouldn't <laughs> scoff at this because that Lacey match. I don't know. If we haven't got that as a topic. I understand, but people are just like ticking that one off. Bailey win. Whoa. It's calmed down. 
I didn't think we were going to do a three-month feud about this, you know, when it started. I thought, oh, nice stopgap, Lacey gets some experience. No, we're still here, okay? It's Royal Rumble weekend. We're about to see him wrestle. Lacey, I'm not... Lacey's been the biggest non-horsewoman star since, like, last year's WrestleMania. That's just crazy. I'm you face... I guess it's working, though, right? Am I wrong about this, or is this working? People seem excited. For Lacey? Have you lost um, me? No, I, yes. you're still there. Yeah, I guess people are excited for Lacey. I don't know. People seem excited. Like the crowd, there was, uh, was it, did she wrestle Bailey last week? I get confused. Yeah, yeah, she beat Bailey. Yes, that was like watching a match from sort of 1991 Saturday night main event. You know what I mean? Like it was the people were were electric in there, Jeremy. It was jumping up and down. I, I, I don't really want it to work, but I think it's working very well, you know? If you say so. I like that. It, when I say very, this is the truth. And it was you must, you but, must have the edited version where they like turn up the volume. I may. I don't know. It's changed broadcaster over <laughs> yeah. recently. Okay? But seriously, this is what I will say. This Sunday will be the test for that match because we're not going to talk about this match anymore. So let me just get this out of the way. That crowd will be very different to the ones she's been running in front of, like North Carolina TV crowds. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a very different thing. Yeah. This is how they do with it. I, f- I fear for it somewhat, you know? We're going to talk about some other matches for the whole Royal Rumble weekend, not yes. just the Royal Rumble. There are other singles matches. We have Fiend and Brian, Reigns and Corbin. Uh, we have the the World's Collide event with Undisputed Era and Imperium. We have the uh, Becky Lynch and Asuka. Plenty, plenty of matches, of wrestling matches, under the WWE banner this weekend. Joe, what's a match or two that sticks out to you for this weekend? It's it, Easily for me, it's Becky and Asuka. And I obviously I greatly admire both of them as performers. They're both great in their own way, but I've never been like super invested in either of them individually, just because different every different every wrestler is different for me. Some people I care about, some I don't. But this is like legitimately interesting me from the start because this is old fashioned in its approach, right? Like returning to the scene of the crime, doing one year in between two singles matches is so anti everything WWE does now where we just watched a few with Buddy and Alistair Black where they rematch three times in a month. Like, this is just, this is so refreshing to me. This is what I like, where the result really means something beyond who's going to walk out with the, the shiny belt. You know, I, that's my match. For, I don't know about you, but for me, that's the clear number one on the Rumble. Um, the World's Collide is a lot of fun matches. Rhea Ripley and, and Tony Storm is probably the clear standout for me, though. For I, I'm with you on Oscar and Becky because there mm-hmm. is a long term story there, whether it was planned or not, and I highly doubt it was. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they've done a, a strong job. Becky has, has done an amazing job of really getting this over, and Oscar, even though you know she doesn't speak English, just her talking in Japanese, we don't know what she's saying, but her delivery is outstanding, and, and yeah. Becky reacts to it very well. So I've loved, I've loved this feud. I think the match, last year's match was good. I think this match will be good. Worlds collide. I'm looking forward to, uh, Gargano and Ciampa against Mustache Mountain. There's not much heat on this match, but we're getting a DIY reunion for the first time since That's true. the Dusty Classic last year when, you know, Gargano turned on him and they were supposed to have their big blow off at Mania, but injuries got in the way of all that. 
like they're a, they're an amazing team. Mustache Mountain, amazing team. That'll probably open the show because Triple H loves his uh tag team openers, and it'll have tremendous heat, I would imagine. And like I'm I'm sure it'll be a great match. All four of those guys are outstanding. So that's kind of the match. Worlds Collide. Like there's not a whole lot of build to those matches mm-hmm. outside of just like hey here's a promo we did some attacks and that's about it but as far as straight wrestling matches go there's a lot of good stuff on that card that's the safe bet right like that's the you know we're gonna get to nwa in, in you know soon but that's friday night and you have rumble on the sunday and in the middle you have the safe bet which is that's gonna be a really good show there is no way that show will be anything less than really good yeah. it could be even better than that the issue is whether or not you know enough people actually care about it I don't know if that's... Uh, it's strange, you know. Like, their matches, all of them are the sort of matches that my social media explodes for. Everyone's so excited about them. And I am too. I think they'll be very good. But I don't know if they have the investment that will make them kind of uh, enduring in the way that... To me, when I think great matches have taken place in NXT, the result always matters. There's been a lot of great exhibition matches, right, in NXT, where it's kind of like, this is going to be great, what will happen, what happen, but... The reason you just went DIY, the reason their stuff always resonated was because there was always like a story behind Gargano's ascension. And then when you had Champo, like, there was always a importance to the result. Shows like this can't have that. It's just impossible to. You know? like, it's like Survivor Series. Survivor Series ends and we'll just go back to as it was. It's, <laughs> it's impossible to really care about what happens in the end. I, I'm with you on that because, I mean, the... The eight-man tag team main event, we just saw, um, well, Imperium cost Undisputed Era the, the Dusty Classic, and then Roderick Strong lost the lost the North American title. Maybe Imperium pins Undisputed Era. You set up a feud there that you can do in NXT. Like, I don't think Walter or Adam Cole are taking the pinfall. No. So I, I don't know what you can really set up out of that. Rhea Ripley, Tony Storm... At least they're the the NXT championship can't call it yeah. anymore. The the yeah. NXT championship is on the line, so there is something there. Yeah, the DIY and Mustache Mountain match. It really is just here's four great wrestlers, two great tag teams, yeah. one great match. Like that's the whole story of the thing. It's it's very interesting. I don't know. I've recently had to catch up on all the NXT stuff I missed, but so you might have to help me in this. Do you think there's any any idea or inkling that? there's kind of some form of money in Roddy versus Adam Cole. Like Roddy getting chucked out of the group or something like that. Do you think that's ever happening or are they just going to stay as a four for as, as long as we can kind of see forward, you know? I feel like they're just going to stay as a, as a four-person yeah. group. They, they teased it a, a while ago when Roddy didn't have a title and when he, he cost Cole the, the first time against um, Gargano when he was kind of – he, he he felt like the weak link and people were like oh they're gonna they're gonna kick him out of the group and then it just it never happened and like the way they talk they make it sound like like they don't want to break up kind of like a new day type of thing yeah and if they don't want to like i'm fine with it i think they're a great yeah group. and also it's the fact that nxt really isn't lacking in like babyface guys that they can coronate yeah. at any point you know what i'm saying like it just makes it more messy i guess but yeah that was interesting that was the one thing i was thinking is there some sort of angle that comes out of the main event probably not to be honest no it's probably not yeah i don't unless like undisputed air stands tall champa comes out and just essentially like points at cole and reestablishes himself as the the top contender that's like the only thing i can kind of see because i I feel like they're going Champa Cole at Mania weekend, and you gotta yeah. start 
rebuilding to that at some point so that would be a potential time to to restart that i mean a stare down angle to close the show isn't like monumental or anything but it's something it's interesting once upon a time nxt was because of the hour format and the tape format it was so easy to see where they were going they do so many big matches now weekly that i have genuinely no idea what like the end game is i don't think i don't know if they do i don't think it matters i guess because people go to them shows because they know they're going to be good but that will be an interesting thing to follow definitely we're going to stick with the Rumble, look back at the history of the Rumble a little bit. Joe, favorite Royal Rumble memories? Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna open up an apology here. You told me about this topic, I believe, on five days ago, maybe? Maybe five days ago. And yeah, I Sunday have, or Monday. I've spent at least 25 minutes pondering <laughs> this in detail, and I have no creative answer whatsoever. However, I mean, we can touch on the easy ones, right? Would you like to do that, Jeremy? I know you share some you share some ideas with me on this because I saw that you, as I asked my uh, my legion of followers to help, I saw that you you noticed that they were stealing from from your brain. So, is there any you want to say? Are John Cena coming back? Is that the one? John Cena coming back? Look, that was a great one, Jeremy. It was great. You gotta say. John Cena, the GOAT, returning when no one thought he was going to return. People thought he was going to be out till WrestleMania. He came back. The look on his face, the the crowd yeah. pop at MSG, like that That just I, – I remember watching that in college by myself because I like, didn't have any friends who wanted to watch wrestling with me. And just like watching – going crazy in my dorm room. I don't want to oversell it. But I was like, oh, man, John Cena's back. Like I've always been a fan of John Cena. He's, he's that like, visual is great too. Is it? The, yeah. That's like an iconic scene of – visual yeah exactly well i will you know i'll take that but i'll raise you because it's the rumble i watched this morning too cool halting the rumble match in order to do their dance routine your fault <laughs> which rumble was this this was Royal rumble 2000 i've watched two rumbles in preparation for this podcast and they featured some some key moments i'll, I'll list them off if you'd like that was one of them the other was Kai and Tyre constantly running in and out, and Taka, poor Taka Mishinoku landed on his face. That was very bad. Remember that. That'll be in my least favourite when we get there. Remember <laughs> that, okay? Uh, 98 does have the action, the, the uh, Faces of Foley yeah. thing that's in that one, which is definitely better as like a video package in which you put all the good parts together, like just when he walks out. Because they don't really seem to capitalize on how much people will talk about that moment moving forward right like well, if you actually watch it it's like oh that was cool you know he throws terry funk out sorry chainsaw charlie out. uh favorite mate that's another one jeremy while we're talking about uh, these particular two rumbles that i had studied in detail chainsaw charlie and cactus jack opening a rumble with just violent chair shots is an all-time professional wrestling moment in my view i don't know about you that's just me i i like that i yeah i remember I, I'm trying to fully recall, but and chair shots are tough, but <laughs> that 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 was a good moment. I like, and this is a little bit off the board potentially. Oh. Shawn Michaels '95 going going coast to coast with British Bulldog, and that that rumble's not good. Like, there's not no, much it's like the shortest one, that. right? Yeah, like the, it's it's like 40 minutes or something, if that. But 
I, I liked it because that was the first Rumble I ever saw. And so, mm-hmm. like, the the whole concept was new to me. And so seeing this guy going coast to coast like that, I was like, oh, that's that's really cool. And Bulldog thought he won. And Michaels, you know, did the whole skin the cat, one foot touched type gimmick. Like, I thought that was cool. And how many times have they used that since? Yes. So that does tell you something about it. Here's one that has absolutely no historical context whatsoever, but comes to mind. Because um, it was on – someone posted on social. We might have posted I don't know. The Maven eliminating Undertaker spot yeah. is, an, is an incredible moment. And it means nothing in history. Absolutely nothing. But as a moment, that is awesome, right? That's classic. Does the it execution mean nothing in so history? Good. I mean, in the sense that like, we're not talking about like, Maven. As I, we're I guess, yeah, now, Maven like, turned out to be like nothing. It just didn't happen. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, what I'm saying is it, it would have been an even better moment if Maven went on to have like a Hall of Fame career and was like, man, do you remember when it all started at the Rumble? Yeah, that, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I do that's, think that, people... that was a good one. I think as far as historic value, though, it has historic value as, like, one of the the most shocking eliminations of all time. Yeah. Like, and it, it becomes more shocking because Maven didn't go on to do anything. <laughs> true, it's yeah, like, true. Maven, this guy eliminated The Undertaker? That's, that moment speaks so much to Taker's power, like, as a character, right? I know it isn't for everyone, the all the different incarnations. I know some people first, some sometimes, but... That character had such an aura that is just will never be created again. To get that reaction just from an elimination is insane. I mean, I understand NXT kind of like did like this tribute to it with the Baszler spot last week, right? Yeah. And it was like, you know, I will not remember that in uh, in the week. So the Taker thing we're still talking about in 2020, partly because it's posted on social media. It's not just purely from memory. I, you know, I forget these things. But what I will say is, are you part of the camp? And I think it's a big camp that's just, just Rumble is the greatest moment of the WWE calendar. That's like the peak, the Royal Rumble. You know, are you one of those guys? Well, first, wait until Tucker eliminates Brock Lesnar on Sunday, and then we will have a moment that'll top Maven and The Undertaker. And I went Tucker, not Otis, because everyone loves Otis. Oh, Tucker is just the other guy in that group. Yes. Uh, I do yes. love the Rumble because of the, the surprise elements. Is it the peak? I get more excited for WrestleMania personally, but I, I do like Rumble Day. Just it feels like it's the the beginning of. I mean, it really it is the beginning of the road to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah, I mean, the issue of it is, is we all have such fond memories of different Rumbles that when it actually happens, more often than not, we leave it like, oh yeah, that was what it, I thought it would be. Oh, okay, like if Roman wins, that's what the reaction will be. Unfortunately, yeah. like, it'll just be like, oh okay, yeah, that was exactly what I thought would happen. Cool. But that's just inevitable. You, know, you can't make it unpredictable every year. Obligatory 1992 Royal Rumble reference. Of course. But that was easy. I wanted to talk about Kai and Ty. And what else, would, what else did we talk about? All the other good stuff. Too cool. You didn't even comment on Too Cool, Jim. I was very upset about that. I, I don't remember that moment. No. I, I'm sure. I mean, now now that you mention it, it, it comes up a little. Yes. But I didn't watch it this morning. Like you I did. would like you to know that Rikishi in that match... In the first 10, he's a formidable figure in that match. He's throwing people out left and right. Uh, so much show that the big boss man refuses to enter the ring with him one-on-one. He waits until Tess comes out, which I thought was fascinating. Anyway, that was I, the... Uh, I like the Austin, Austin 97 run, where he's just tossing yeah. guys out, and then the look on his face when Brett's music hit is iconic to me. I feel that rumble is much better than the following one, which I was just talking about, the one he won with Tyson in the crowd. Yeah, I don't think that's a very good rumble. I think the one before where he's... I mean, that's him really in an actual ascension because that's him coming out of nowhere in the months prior to it for the Brett program, you know? Yeah. Least favorite 
Rumble moments, Joe, along with Taka falling on his face. That was brutal. I feel so bad for it. That was just awful to watch, you know, and they kept showing it. They showed it four times and kept explaining he was on his way to the hospital. They could have just stopped at some point, you know. Uh, But one highlight of that was Funaki kept coming out, and Jim Ross explained that he didn't think they understood they weren't in the match, which I found a fascinating proclamation in many ways, you know, because that would take some real confusion to be chucked out of the ring four times and still think that you're just... That you're in the match. I don't know how they match that. But anyway, you asked me for Lee's favorite mania, uh, Rumble moments, mania moments, half a topic. Um, this is the easy one, right? The the Rey Mysterio, for some reason, becoming a villain because he was not Daniel Bryan is an, a very sad wrestling moment. Do we know that that, that wasn't hurt. Daniel Bryan underneath the mask? No, we don't. That's the worst part about it. Yeah. They, didn't, they didn't wait to find out. For all we know, that was the angle. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. For all we know, he was going to win the Rumble, take the mask off, everyone cheers, but they called an audible because of the crowd. That's the biggest what even in history of wrestling, in my opinion, Jeremy. You know, you brought it up. Uh, mine is the the Reigns Rumble victory, mainly because he took a nap for 30 minutes and then he needed The Rock's help to come out. Just the complete wrong booking of that and whole entire thing. That was the one with the Kane and Big Show. Like, yeah. That was all-time WWE <laughs> badness because... That the audience that was there for that knew Roman was going to win and didn't want him to, and then they just was like, "We're just going to lean into it and just give him Big Show and Kane, and they'll definitely want him to win it." Then no, didn't didn't work. Poor Big Show, man. He turns up in some torrid moments, doesn't he, throughout WWE history? You know. I mean, you watched the the two thousand Rumble today. Exactly. Yeah. He, was, he won that because he called his own audible and decided. To... Well, this is interesting. I've just realised earlier on. I, I said that Corbin could play Big Show from two thousand, and then five minutes later, I revealed that I just watched that Rumble, meaning that the historical <laughs> the historical reference was the easiest that I ever made. But anyway, um, bad Rumble moments. I mean, can we just group together the 75% of every Rumble match in which nothing's happening? Can we look at that as a bad Rumble moment in itself, sure. you know? Sure. I mean, because that's the, obviously the greatest irony of the Royal Rumble is that how many Rumbles have there been now? Over 30, right? Got to be. Close. A lot. Yeah, yeah. A lot. I'm not um, good at math. That's why I'm in. Jeremy, I'm going to ask you sincerely, and this is not, you haven't got the time to calculate this or figure it out. You just need to give me a number, okay? This side has been 30 for the sake of arguments. How many have been good? Go. <laughs> I think and is like, it under ten? Like start to finish, it's yeah. probably it's probably under ten. That's the incredible part. But I often think this about WrestleMania. This is the other dirty secret. No one, none of us even talk about. It. It's like how many WrestleManias are like legitimately great wrestling shows? I don't. I don't know if it's an impressive number. I really don't. But you know. That's, that's a negative way of looking, but this is the least favourite moment, so I'm allowed to kind of critique these kind of things. But it depends how much you enjoy guys in the corner kind of, you know, trading right hands. And I do think that someone, you know the classic tease where you just kind of lift the guy up and they fight and then, you know, like King gets yeah. scared that they're going to get eliminated. Someone needs to go out that way this year. Someone needs to just be picked up and be like, oh, no, and then they just slowly fall out of the ring. There's no sort of drama to it. They just fall out. I feel this would be a game changer because then every time it happens, I'm on the edge of my seat, you know? <laughs> I would be thinking, wow, what's going to happen next? That's my big... Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. 
So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Big aim for this year. I I want the... Um... The, the video game feel of you got a guy on the apron and then you have one guy just trying to like push him, but he's holding on. But then when another guy comes and pushes him, he goes down quicker. Yes. Is is that a really dated reference you just made? Or is that a people, are, they, are the games still like this? Cause I know I exactly. No idea. I have not played a WWE 2K game in like, I, I think, I think <laughs> I'm referencing uh, like the SmackDown series. I think that's how, yeah. they, how they did that old gimmick. Or actually the SmackDown series might've just been like a very quick elimination type thing. Uh, but yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. We let you go over and join and you're both doing the exact same pushing yeah. motion. Yeah. You're both just like shoving the guy and he's just holding on you visuals. If you're watching, um, but yeah, that, <laughs> that's what I want. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we need to mix it up a little bit, you know, like yeah, I've seen it's... the playbook one. Out. I know who's going to do the cool stuff. I know what heel will probably be embarrassed. That's a good question. Actually. I don't know the answer to that. And I shouldn't have claimed I did. What heel will have the embarrassing elimination in this match? Bobby Roode. I don't even know if he's in it. But that was a real personal. <laughs> he. That's the thing. We we know like twenty five of the guys, and we're just guessing on on a whim. Yeah. <laughs> of course we would. Well, we wouldn't research this kind of thing. It's a topic I just brought up out of nowhere. But someone has to be embarrassed in some form of way, don't they? By the rumble, that's the rules, you know. People got to stop running when a guy's on the apron too. Terrible idea. Don't do that. Terrible idea. How this is an interesting thought, actually. How are they going? Is Brock going to get taken out in kind of like emphatic fashion, like Drew claymores him and picks him up and throws him out, or are we talking like you know what you just said, where he like runs at someone? Imagine that. You that know, would be incredible. You know how he's going to lose, Joe? By no, a distraction. Oh yes, they've upped the distraction since this podcast started, right? I thought I they have actually lowered it because I try to. <laughs> Uh, wow yeah there was the one show uh it was the week before we did our first show and it was like three finishes on raw were all distraction finishes so i guess that you can only lower it from there because it was literally like three out of five matches had a they did one on nxt last night right am i wrong in saying this there was yeah, one on the, NXT. The main, or not the main event the the undisputed era match that was, was it yeah they, they did the imperium distraction they did one on aew too the the jindela match Janelle and mjf they had a distraction oh, in that one i'm not sure about that finish i'm really not sure about <laughs> that finish i that was dangerously like this the baby face is very dumb territory you know yeah. i'm not sure but yeah, here's what it is we'll talk about aew i assume at some point i think we are right Oh, we, can, takes. we can jump into okay. it. We can jump into it right now. We can talk about AEW. Well, I, you know, I don't want to leave any negative Royal Rumble memories on the table. I have no, I have none more to, to share, really. You know, other than um, the big boss man. Anytime he was eliminated, is a bit of a sad moment for me. That's what I would say to conclude. I don't know about you. Why is that? Well, I just think you know, the big boss man is a great victim of a common cause that happens to wrestlers of his size, where every time they enter the Rumble. The color commentator announces that they are their pick to win the match, and they are a favorite for the match. And I feel at some point you have to reward that kind of size and scale. You know, like you can't keep telling me this, man. You can't keep doing it, Jeremy. I wasn't look. I'm young enough, thankfully, that I, I missed out on this trauma as a youngster, thankfully. But imagine if you're a big boss man fan, okay? Two thousand rolls around, and Jerry Lawler's still telling you he's going to win this match, Jeremy. Imagine. 
at some point, you've got to pay off the angle. And unfortunately, we never got there. Isn't Terrible that, shame. Isn't that your fault for believing Jerry Lawler? Possibly, but, I mean, in the sense of longevity, I mean, he still talks to me every Monday night. I mean, that <laughs> is pretty true. impressive in itself. I mean, he's still here. He still talks to me. He still leads me through these things, explains right and wrong, you know. I, I trust him, especially when it comes to his Royal Rumble predictions. He's known for being on spot on with those, you know. <laughs> It's not even just him. They all did it. It's a poor boss, man. Anyway, get to Wall- the modern Waller, I don't, I, I don't remember which one it was. I think it was the, the 97 or the 96 Rumble um, yeah. where he's on commentary. He gets in, he gets punched out, and he goes back to the commentary. <laughs> that's yes. a good spot. That's, that's, classic, that's actually classic Lawler before, yeah. you know, before Dark Days. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, move it up. Uh, yeah. Let's go to AEW. They had their mm-hmm. show last night. The big news coming out of the show, no Luther on the cruise very just extremely disappointing joe what did you make of aew and the lack of luther wait so because i don't know any of the spoilers is he just not on the cruise altogether i don't believe he's on the cruise at all i mean jericho must be like doing hundreds of refunds right now as we speak right i would imagine so i mean this is why he probably this is why the alcohol was free to make up for the lack of luther yeah true this was i must say jeremy i have to apologize to the audience I have not been co-opted. Um, I've not been bought. My opinion has not been bought yet. But I'm like, really becoming a fan of this show, and I don't quite know why or when it happened. This show is fun, man. It's good. I find it to be, even when it's bad, it's like there's a certain charm to it that I enjoy. It. And the settings and stuff is great. This set was awesome. The wind, you know, blowing the apron up and down. <laughs> Jim Ross sounding somewhat uncomfortable at times without his hat on. Uh, Tony Schiavone's hair, everyone's hair actually for that matter. This was fun, man. The opener, um, I thought, I think this, the Omega Hangman stuff is the best stuff they're doing by far to me. I don't know about you, but that to me is their best stuff. I like that they're, they're showcasing Hangman a little bit more and he's not Mm -hmm. just some, here's this hanger on elite guy who kind of got an opportunity a little bit too quick, is kind of a loser, whatever. When I, when I talk to Hangman at Starcast, very engaging like really witty really funny has a lot of good ideas and stuff and you never saw it on aew television but you're seeing it you're seeing it a lot more now and i do like mm-hmm. the the hangman stuff this i i feel like that um is kind of captured by the way the audience reacts to him now you know i i i don't know maybe i missed it but i feel like there's been a real shift in perception towards him because as you say i think there was once this idea that Oh, he's like the extra guy in the elite, which was always unfair, really. It was more just a matter of where he'd been and the, you know, the stuff that he'd done before that. But that's, I think that's long gone now. I think as long as they're patient with this, the Omega Hangman payoff could be a really like strong moment for, for AEW. Uh, what else was on this show that I enjoyed? There was a few things. I mean, the main event was good, was very good. Jericho's uh, Judas theme being sung was an incredible moment, right? That was bizarre. That was so many weird... That match was bizarre. Sometimes AEW seems like some sort of like... You know those booking bot accounts on social media where they just throw names into a simulator? and the, yeah. That's what this match appeared to be on national television. You know? I mean, that, that's how we book TEW. Like, yes, we just true. Gotta, yeah, <laughs> we we got to fill some time with some matches. Here. Yes. Here's, here's yes. the inner circle against the Jurassic Express. Let's do this. Yes. And I'm all for it. And when it's wacky enough, I'll, I'll embrace those kind of matches. Like, and the cre- the best thing about Jericho is he could wrestle anyone. And at some point, he would convince me that he's about to lose this match. That's that's the best thing about Jericho. And the ping was blown a little bit on one of the spots with um, 
Marco Stunt, which was a shame. But this was that was fun. Um, I didn't have any problems with any of it. Oh, what did you know the Britt Baker promo? Are you pro this? Or I see this is a big talking point on Twitter. Yes. And I I thought it was fine. Like, I understood what she was going for. She was just yeah. being a mean person, ripping Shivani. Did she sound like a little nervous maybe but the wind was blowing and she had just wrestled and it's not something you know she does often cutting these live yeah. promos so i would imagine she's a little nervous i thought the deli- i mean I, you're right about the nerves but i still thought like her the overall idea of the delivery she pretty much captured i think yeah because i think it was definitely supposed to be like unaware lacking self-awareness as to why people don't like her and obviously, Tony is such a great... There is no better person to be a heel to than Tony. Because in WCW, I don't think it had the same effect. But now everyone looks at Tony and it's like, bless him. You know what I mean? Bless him. Here he is. He's having fun and he's getting picked on now. There's no need for it. But the actual highlight of AEW, which I've only just remembered it was such a highlight, uh, was the MJF-Cody interactions, which were legitimately like money professional wrestling. I love that stuff. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up because mm-hmm. here is where they could have used Luther. Luther should have been in the pool mm-hmm. that MJF got thrown into. I, I don't know why he should have been in the pool, but he should have just been in there chilling out. Why not? Like, it wouldn't make much sense, I don't think, because why would this guy? But he's a Japanese deathmatch legend. He, he got some time off here. He's away from all his hardcore stuff. He's just going to hang out at the pool. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely an idea. I'm wondering when you would have gone about putting him in the pool. Would he have been there the whole time? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So when MJF's getting carried over, the fans would be going, oh, no, he's going, that's where the Japanese deathmatch legend is. Right, if that's where, yeah, he's like a shark in the pool. Like, no one wants to go into the pool. Oh, my goodness, that's terrific. Now you're in the pool with Luther, the Japanese deathmatch legend. Wrestling has never had an equivalent to Jaws, but you may have just captured it. You know I mean? That's how special that could be. And then you got MJF being scared of him because he's like, crap, I'm in here. I didn't want to curse. He's like, crap, I'm in here with the Japanese deathmatch legend. I got to get out of here. I don't know what else he's got in here. And the worst thing about this idea coming up now, we have to wait a year for this possibility to take place. <laughs> That's the worst thing about it. Unless I miss that, unless there's another show coming up with this form, I'm pretty sure we have to wait a year for this to take place, they, which mean, is a they, terrible show. They, gotta do, they do a lot of special event sets. I wouldn't be shocked if they have a, a special event pool for one of their summer shows or something. And if it gets over, you can just make it a full-time part of the set, I feel. Yeah. I mean, that'd be incredible. Just, you know, the announce table's in one place, and then just to the right of them is, is Lufus Paul. <laughs> that would be incredible. If it really gets over, and I understand it costs a little bit, you know, but that would be a pretty strong move. I want Luther just more interactions with the set. I had him last week coming out of the, the beach sand to attack somebody. He appeared from under the ring the first time we saw him on live True. television. So I need yes. him just, like, being part of the sets. He appeared from Undering much to Jim Ross's confusion. I think <laughs> he he felt that a fan had, had suddenly appeared. He was very confused as to what was going on and why it was happening. But Excalibur had all the answers. Thank he had God, the, you know, Excalibur was yeah. there to tell everyone. You know what? I have to talk there. about this because we just agreed we like AW. I must admit, and it might just be because I've watched enough bad wrestling that I enjoy it, but. I enjoy Jim on these shows, man. I understand he's not Jim Ross that we all you know, remember, and he's like, sometimes it's like you're just sitting watching wrestling with him, like sitting next to him, and he's kind of saying some stuff's bad. It's pretty fun. But I don't have, like, an issue with it. And the, the thing of him and Shivani is the most bizarre 
they're like they're like meet up every Wednesday to watch the wrestling. It's, it's, it's hilarious. I think everyone hates it. I'm all for it. I've gotten at first I was just like, oh, he's hurting the product. I'm, I'm just not yeah. a fan of it. It's not good. But I've warmed up to it as I've realized that I shouldn't take this stuff so serious. Exactly. Like, yeah, that's it. Like. They they got their extension. They're not going anywhere. He's not driving off viewers or anything. And and I think people are like really rooting for AEW because it is such an alternative, and they want it to be like this perfect wrestling product, and they want it to be exactly what they envisioned. And then yeah. you once you take a step back and realize it's just wrestling still. Like you can you <laughs> yeah. can be like, all right, there might be some good stuff. There might be some bad stuff. But in the end, like. It is just wrestling. I also still think there is, I mean, in, in, in AEW's weekly viewership, there's definitely still like a good portion of fans just really like Jim Ross, right? And they don't care that he's not still, he's not, you know, 2000, back to 2000, Jim Ross. They're just still happy to hear Jim Ross again. That's fine. It's not, you know, it isn't, as you just said, it's just wrestling. You know, it's not like an actual sporting event where the facts matter. It's professional wrestling. They're having fun. They're on a cruise, you know, God bless them, I'm all for it. And Excalibur knows all the moves, that's pivotal, that's the key part. He knows all the moves, so the other guys just have fun, I'm, I'm, I love it. Uh, we're going we're gonna to go back further than 2000, all the way back to oh. the 80s, 90s, early 90s, I guess. NWA hard times this Saturday. There is like that transition was not good. Don't what a promotion that was. <laughs> We're gonna go back to the eighties for this Friday favorite yeah. event. <laughs> I mean that dude, they're based off of nostalgia. No, like, you're right. I'm with you. I'm with you. I, just, I was confused. I'm with you. Yeah, and it is Back to the Future because all right, the nostalgia is the NWA, but then they're holding eleven matches on this card, which is totally two thousands and and today of let's just get everyone on the card and do a bunch of stuff. NWA hard times, Joe. You you're a weekly NWA power watcher, correct? I am, yes, for now, yes. What do you what do you think of, of this card this weekend? I'm gonna be honest, I you know, I don't like when people that they are overly generous to alternatives. So I'm not gonna be. I bought this pay per view as soon as the last pay-per-view ended, I do genuinely enjoy the product, the style of the product. I will support it. I am somewhat, if not very, disappointed by this card. I understand the TV title is a draw, but that bracket in itself isn't, like, you know, enthralling. I mean, Ricky Starks and Matt Cross is interesting, very much so. I'm interested always in what Tim Storm is doing. He may be the greatest professional wrestler of all time, and that's, you know, a different argument for a different danger. I mean, we'll save that for another time. But... This is kind of lacking in stuff that I'm into. And I also think, and this is a bit of a wider you know, topic about NWA, but I think they've got to be kind of careful here with the talent they choose. We, we both are happy to see Scott Steiner. We're both going to have fun watching Scott Steiner. But you have to be careful because perception-wise, this stuff isn't always great. you know. And I know we just said you shouldn't take wrestling too seriously, but some of the things, you have to be careful if you build too much around guys that were, and this isn't even trying to be me, it's just they were more relevant decades ago. One decade, two decades, whatever it is, for Steiner's, God, a long time, 25 years ago, probably, uh, in his prime, maybe before that. So it's tough. I understand they're trying their best with the talent disposal. But to me, the draw is a classic format with new talent. And I think they're starting to miss the second half of that. I, I'm with you on the new talent stuff. I, I love Scott Steiner. You give the guy a microphone. I'm probably yes. going to end up watching it. I don't know if he can wrestle he's wrestling he Aaron is wrestling Aaron Stevens at the yeah. pay-per-view I, I like yeah. 
I don't have any interest in, in the match. And I realize NWA is not the, the match promotion. Like, if you want to see a, a great wrestling match, you're probably not watching NWA. But it does matter. It, it is still professional wrestling. The matches yeah. are a big part of it. And you're, you're just getting, like, two-and-a-half-star specials out of a lot of this stuff. And that, that's not quite enough nowadays. And they've got guys who can carry promos. I, I don't need. I don't care about Ken Anderson. Don't don't need to see. Yeah, him. see, that's one. That's one. I don't. I don't want to dwell on the individuals, but Ken Anderson is one where, with the way he looks, and the there's just a perception when you have him central on a show that it's like, uh, like people don't. I don't think people are into that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I, they might be. I'm, I might be totally off base, but I feel like people will look at what he looks like on power and be like, oh damn, they're scraping the barrel a little bit, which sucks because Ken Anderson had a spell where he was super popular. I get that, but. Never like you know, that. that's just the reality of the situation, I feel. Never never been an Anderson fan or Kennedy. I or get that, yeah. Um, yeah, the car, I hope Ricky Starks wins the television title. I do like Ricky Starks. He is one of the guys that he is one of those new, fresh faces Perfect. for the yeah, company. Absolutely. And he, he's a good wrestler. He's good on the microphone. Like, that's the guy you should be building around. Well, this is the thing. And, you know, I'm never for kind of just one approach to you know james storm has been on tv for a long time but james storm is still a good fit for that product he can still have very good match i mean i thought the eldest match was pretty strong yeah it was you know it was strong and his promos are still good he fits the product it's all great i'm no issue with that but some guys you just have to let go i think at some point but yeah 100 percent. ricky starks is a perfect example of what this should be at its best one thing we do have to say is it's only fair to mention we both just spoke about steiner but his episode did do, I'm pretty sure, like, it's pretty strong numbers for them. Un- unless I'm mistaken, I'm pretty sure they went up again because of Scott Steiner, and then it came back down this week when he was off. So I guess people are out there, man. They were ready for Scotty Steiner, but as you say, him and Aaron Stevens may not be a Mac classic, as Jim Ross would used to say, like, you know? Using like using Steiner is, is fine because Steiner was at least a draw. Like, Anderson, even Aaron Stevens, I think he's good in that role, but it's, like, what is this guy really adding? This week was a bit of a blow for my enjoyment of the Aaron Stevens thing because I think Aaron Stevens is super entertaining, but this week's episode, there was legitimately about a 10-minute, maybe longer, question mark segment. Yeah, it the, felt like longer. The show this was week was, was 90 minutes, and yeah. half of that was the Aaron Stevens segment. Yeah, and I don't, I don't like to do, to kind of do it in stereotypes, like, oh, this is the serious wrestling, why is there a question mark? I don't think that's fair. I mean, you know, there can be some fun in wrestling, it's not a big deal, but, man, they've been super lean on it. I understand that the audience in that studio likes it, but it, I don't know if it's as good a fit, and a good enough fit to be having segments of that length. I personally don't think. You know, when I think, like, random masked hill in an NWA system, I think of guys that can be very useful as just mystery figures that baby faces beat. The question mark is just beating people left, left and right. I don't know what the end game is. You know, I assume one, uh, you know, I have an idea about it, but I don't know, man. This card kind of disappoints me because I've already committed my money to it like a fool. But I'm sure it'll be good. I enjoyed uh, Into the Fire. Into the Fire was good. I do worry that the length Into the Fire was good because it was like two and a half hours. Like it was yeah. a real quick watch. This one, eleven matches. I mean, the the first. I think the first round matches of this tournament are, or I guess second round, whatever round, are like, um, so I think it has the 6.05 time limit. So you mm-hmm. know they're going to be relatively short. Um, I think that helps. But at the same time, like those short matches do make it seem less than maybe it should. 
Yeah, I think the decisions coming out of it will be key. I think you're right in saying that Ricky Starks needs to be, at the very least, he needs to come out of it looking better than he is, even if he's not the champion by the end, because they might have a different idea. But yeah, I think that's a that's a key. I feel. I think he's he should be the champion. I thought he should have won the the national title, but they they went with Stevens and I mean yeah, sure. that was an interesting decision in yeah. itself. <laughs> This has been sad. I didn't mean to do that. I actually really like the NWL every week, but I have to be honest. I don't want to be like, yeah, it's awesome, man. Scott Steiner. Like, I have to be honest. This kind of week, I binge watch it. It's it's not any any taped show where I already know the yeah. results. It, I typically just binge watch. Like but this the, is the thing the you have to like. You have to write the news and stuff for Firefox, so you actually are aware of these spoilers. I have no clue any of this yeah. is happening. So for me, it's like brand new. I didn't know they won the tag titles on AW. They said out of the <laughs> So I was very excited when that happened. But yeah, anyway, next topic. That's enough about the NWA, I guess. Final topic, a, a throwback mm-hmm. to last week where Sasha Banks was 2020. Sasha Banks is 1995 Michael Jordan. Josiah Williamson made his yeah. NBA debut on Wednesday night. He played about 18 minutes and he, he scored he scored like 17 straight points in the fourth quarter. And then mm-hmm. they pulled them because Alvin Gentry is a coward and the medical teams are cowards in, in New Orleans. Joe, who is the Zion Williamson of the NBA? Firstly, I want to say that for anyone that's interested in my NBA watching habits, I turned this game off when Zion had like four points and I was done. And then the next morning I saw the headline, 17 straight points. I was like, man, that was brutal. I should have just not watched if I was going to miss the actual important stuff. This is the hardest question ever posed to me in the history of the distraction in all three episodes. I have no idea how to approach this, Jeremy. Okay? I have thought about it for a while. You can look at it as the most hyped professional wrestler that has yet to actually like do anything kind of that you could actually like concrete. Okay, it's definitely happening. Or you could look at it from the injury perspective. You can look at it from the flashy perspective. I have no clue. He's an anomaly, right? So you have to have someone a little bit unique. You can't just run any sort of name out there. But I was thinking about it a lot, and I legitimately, I had no clear route. I was trying to go NXT because newcomers. I'm, I'm hoping you've got like a name. I've got, that, I've got a name. Oh, do, you, wow. do you want me to? Oh, tell you, you yeah. Okay. I do because I have none. All right. You could also look at it from the perspective of Zion is very fat because that's all the announcers oh, wanted to tell you. On that's not my route, but that's all I wanted <laughs> to say during the broadcast last night. Here's my name, and it's kind of a mixture of of hype, injuries, fatness, I guess, a little bit of everything, and it's gonna get me some heat. Lars Sullivan is my name. Wow, I mean. <laughs> Where where do I start? Okay, you have the injury. He very hyped, you know, very hyped coming d- debut. In what way? Debut <laughs> debut was delayed in yeah. WWE. Supposed to be at Rumble last year, but it didn't happen for one reason or another. Yeah. You know, came in, made his debut, got off to a strong start, attacking Angle and, and uh, all those guys, and then. Injury, then, yeah. you know, injuries yeah, happened yeah. out out yeah. of the out of the spotlight. Now that it's not perfect, but there are some comparisons there. You know, WWE is going to push him when he comes back too. He's going to be hyped again when he comes back. Maybe I don't know after everything. But... So you're saying hyped in the regard that like they pretended it was a big deal. 
Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming I didn't miss the dialogue in which we always like incredibly excited for Lars Sullivan's main roster arrival, right? We, were we not excited for Lars Sullivan main roster arrival? See, when this, that, is, the, when that this vignette, is a real problem. When this that is a real problem. debuted at uh, Survivor Series. See, this is the issue. You're in the clear here. You can say he was excited. You can say he wasn't excited. I definitely wrote lengthy paragraphs about Lars Sullivan when I was covering NXT, and there is a very good chance that I was a massive Lars Sullivan fan. I legitimately forget these things. I forget this stuff happened, okay? So if that did happen, anyone tracks it down, delete it in any way, show form you can, okay? Contact Fight will get rid of it. Lars Sullivan may be the best name you could, but then what is, I mean, what's Zion's equivalent of wrestling the Lucha House Party in Saudi Arabia? That's never <laughs> That's n- playing nothing the, like that. Playing, playing the under 500 Spurs on national television. It could be the, uh, like, you know, the steal and dunk from Kevin Knox in <laughs> yeah. the Summer League. It might be that. <laughs> Just bullying on, on television. I don't know. I was sitting there. This is the craziest thing about it. It's okay. And again, pull back the curtain. You send me these topics over and like most of them, I'm just like, yeah, they're quite good. And this one, I was sitting there pondering it. I was thinking <laughs> it over and I couldn't. There's a lot of hype wrestlers, but none of them are still a mystery to the degree that he is. You know, like if it all goes wrong, Lars Sullivan or Zion? Zion, that's on my head. <laughs> okay. The thing for Zion is, if it all goes wrong and his career kind of you know fades away, hopefully not, of course. But then there's a lot of comparisons. Then you're talking original Sin Cara. Okay. Yeah. However, I don't want to be mean. He's had one game in which he's got 17 straight points, so I have to assume this wrestler is somewhat good. Game changer. I have no clue. However, I mean, is this is this topic something that our audience loves? Because personally, I think it's the best part of the show. <laughs> I, we- I told you, I don't, I, I don't have breakdown metric breakdowns of this stuff. It, but it's our podcast. Once Sean and Jimmy actually listen to this and tell us to to knock this off, then we'll have to knock it off. Well, but until I have, then, I we're going to go with it. I have a comment for you, Jeremy. A friend of mine, personal friend of mine, messaged me. <laughs> That he almost turned our podcast off once you stated that Bailey was the LeBron James of Flashbanks' <laughs> towel. And it brought me back then just thinking about it, that we, we actually had like a legitimate conversation about that being a comparison. And then I, I realized I should never should have took the Lars Sullivan comparison as seriously as I did. <laughs> You shouldn't take any of this stuff seriously. I know, but I'm trying to. I'm trying to find the accurate choices here. Zion is a very limited base. You gave you me know. no names, Joe. No names. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I. I'm thinking hype. Who has hype in wrestling now, though? Right? It's just it's a different thing, isn't it? You know. It, it would have to I be like know. Austin Theory. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's, a, that's the latest name that's, I can think of. Who was like at the at the takeover that is show? Why and in the crowd. I gave you no names. <laughs> what about um? Have any have they signed anyone recently in NXT that hasn't debuted, or has this all happened? I know the women's battle royal was like the start for some from some girls. Is yeah. is, is there not? Um, El, El, El Cuerno. Um, from right. was that his name on Lucha Underground? Forgot. I don't I don't know. It's definitely not Zion. King Querno. King King Queen, Queen, yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. no, it's familiar. I was thinking, I had no clue where you were going with that. <laughs> they signed him. Know. He hasn't debuted. Jake Atlas just got signed. He hasn't debuted yet. A lot of people are high on him. What about um, Jason Jordan as a comparison? How'd you feel about that one? Oh, all right. I like that. Try my best. I hope, I hope his career turns out better than Jason Jordan's, but. Yeah. I, I can that's a real sad that. topic for that's, me, Jeremy. That's a very yeah. sad topic. 
you know, there's so in wrestling in the, in this industry that we're in, Jeremy, and we're at the absolute top of it, as you know. We take we take losses sometimes. The Jason Jordan debacle was a real sad one because I feel I was about to, in my long-term Jason Jordan endorsement, I was about to win. I feel like we was on the right track and it got taken from us. We'll never know the result, you know, which is a terrible way to end this podcast. <laughs> but it's the truth, okay? It's the truth. Yeah, Jason Jordan is, is definitely a not-so-great topic there. Yeah. Sad, sad times. And hopefully he comes back at some point. But we've been doing this, is he going to come back deal for like a year now, if not more. When yeah. He got hurt in 2018? Yes, yeah, it's been two years, I think. Oh, man. Yeah. I think it was the 2018 Rumble. Rumble, was when, yeah. Which yeah. Was teaming with Rollins. That's the, that's the craziest thing. I mean, and again, we're, get, we're off track again because this is a distraction. It makes sense. Aptly names. But the way that... We see so many guys do so many crazy things, and the idea that a guy like that, who is an incredible athlete's career, can be hoarded, is just, it really does put into perspective. And I think that's why both of us, I mean, we're not going to sit here and, like, you know, rag on wrestlers. There's no need for it. But that is really puts into perspective how fleeting it can be. So if you do like wrestling, guys, and this is a real message now, Jeremy, I'm being sincere, okay? If you like someone in professional wrestling, enjoy them, you know? Because I didn't with Jason Jordan. I was too busy trying to win Twitter debates. <laughs> And next thing I know, he was taken from me. So enjoy who you like. I hope they win the Rumble, unless it's, you know, someone not so good. Um, put money on CM Punk to win the Men's Rumble. Definitely good money. And I think that's my my lesson for today, Jeremy. I don't know if you've got one to share. No, I don't have any lessons. You don't? You can be the you can be the, the Stan Marsh of, of the podcast and give your okay. what Four I learned to one, today. Four to one, CM Punk. Four to one. Is that really as only four to one. Yeah, it is. <laughs> sure. I mean, CM Punk might show up and win. Maybe. Who knows? You never Maybe. know. What would the pop be if CM Punk shows up? Mm, I mean, it'd probably be great, but at this point, I I couldn't muster up any, any issue, really. The, the I mean, whole household ain't popping for it? There's very little chance I'll make any noise watching the Royal Rumble. <laughs> like, there's a bit, I'll probably watch it in silence and just be like, yeah, it's fun. This is my issue, and this is actually something I need help on. Jeremy, I need help before we go. Send me professional wrestlers that I should actually root for because I have a very sad history in that topic and I need some new ones. You know what I'm saying? All right. I, I need names, guys. Help me out. You know, it's got to be someone who suits my, my style here. You know I'm a Jason Jordan fan. Bobby Roode. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Follow the path. Follow the path and you'll be fine. That, Thanks, that's, the, that's the challenge we will put out yes. to the, the distraction yeah, people back. here. All right. I'll report We'll, we'll, we'll mark that down. Joe, where can everyone find you on the socials and elsewhere? Joe Holbert 5 on the Twitter. And uh, be very excited. The features are back. I think they're pretty good. They're not great. They're not classics. You know, I'm being modest about Jeremy. They're not classics. They're only 9 out of 10s, not 10s. So um, enjoy them. They're not Fury against uh, Braun Strowman. Yes, which is, again, safe for another day. <laughs> Kurt Angle gave it a 10 out of 10. Who are you to doubt Kurt Angle? I'll never doubt that, man. A legend in my view, you know? Joe's got his uh, feature on Asuka and Becky Lynch and dropping definitely this week and Sheamus, I believe, dropping at some point this week as well yes. once Sean gets mm-hmm. around the scheduling things. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Lambert 88 Support us on FightfulSelect.com. 
We got the features from Joe going up there early, early to the the AEW Real Sports Power Rankings. They're actually going up on on Fightful early now because we've taken over Thursdays, Joe. We've got this and I've got the Power Rankings. We need to get your feature spot on Thursday morning as well. So we go a Holbert feature at 11 on Thursday. We go the AEW Power Rankings at 3, and then we got the Distraction at 7. We'll just take over the, the full main page. So you said, so the features are at 11 and you're at 3, right? Yeah. So in, in my mind, I know, I know this wasn't what you were just talking about, like site technicalities, but in my view, whoever our audience is read my features for four hours, just sat there waiting. Yeah. waiting. They, they were scrolling up and down like, that's a good point. You know, I need to reread that part. That's exactly how it works. Yeah, every, good. Uh, every four hours on Thursday, you, you get content from one of us, and then at the very end, you get it from both of us. That's amazing. That's an amazing. That would be in the old days when we had DVDs. You know, us old folks, Jeremy. That would be a box set, wouldn't it? Every week, you know. <laughs> Distraction Thursdays on Fightful. Mm-hmm. I'm pitching this idea once we get off this uh, get off this podcast. <laughs> okay, so the audience will know whether it's true or false <laughs> by next week, I guess. <laughs> Uh, thank you everybody for listening, checking out the podcast on whether you're on YouTube or on the the podcast platforms that the, the fightful feed mm-hmm. of the podcast. We'll be back next week. We'll do some rumble fallout. We'll find another NBA player to compare to wrestlers. Joe will give you his list of, of fav- new favorite wrestlers that he'll be rooting for. Send him those topics and we will talk to everyone next week.